appendix number three of experiments and observations on different kinds of air by joseph priestley this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain appendix number three observations on the medicinal uses of fixed air by dr thomas percival m d fellow of the royal society and of the society of antiquaries in london these observations on the medicinal uses of fixed air have been before published in the second volume of my essays but are here reprinted with considerable additions they form a part of an experimental inquiry into this interesting and curious branch of physics in which the friendship of dr priestley first engaged me in concert with himself manchester march sixteenth seventeen seventy four in a course of experiments which is yet unfurnished i have had frequent opportunities of observing that fixed air may in no inconsiderable quantity be breathed without danger or uneasiness and it is a confirmation of this conclusion that at bath where the waters copiously exhale this mineral spirit footnote fifteen the bathers inspire it with impunity at buxton also where the bath is in a close vault the effects of such effluvia if noxious must certainly be perceived encouraged by these considerations and still more by the testimony of a very judicious physician at stafford in favour of this powerful antiseptic remedy i have administered fixed air in a considerable number of cases of the phthisis pulmonalis by directing my patients to inspire the steam of an effervescing mixture of chalk and vinegar or what i have lately preferred of vinegar and potash the hectic fever has in several instances been considerably abated and the matter expectorated has become less offensive and better digested i have not been so fortunate in any one case as to effect a cure although the use of mephitic air has been accompanied with proper internal medicines but dr withering the gentleman referred to above informs me that he has been more successful one phthisical patient under his care has by a similar course entirely recovered another was rendered much better and a third whose case was truly deplorable seemed to be kept alive by it more than two months it may be proper to observe that fixed air can only be employed with any prospect of success in the latter stages of the phthisis pulmonalis when a purulent expectoration takes place after the rupture and discharge of a vomica also such a remedy promises to be a powerful palliative antiseptic fumigations and vapours have been long employed and much extolled in cases of this kind i made the following experiment to determine whether their efficacy in any degree depends on the separation of fixed air from their substance one end of a bent tube was fixed in a vial full of lime water the other end in a bottle of the tincture of myrrh the junctures were carefully looted and the vial containing the tincture of myrrh was placed in water heated almost to the boiling point by the lamp of a tea kettle a number of air bubbles were separated but probably not of the mephitic kind for no precipitation ensued in the lime water this experiment was repeated with the tincture of tolu and with the spirit of camphor distilled from wine and the result was exactly the same the medicinal action therefore of the vapours raised from such tinctures 
cannot be ascribed to the extrication of fixed air of which it is probable bodies are deprived by chemical solution as well as by mixture if mephetic air be thus capable of correcting purulent matter in the lungs we may reasonably infer it will be equally useful when applied externally to foul ulcers and experience confirms the conclusion even the sanies of a cancer when the carrot poultice failed had been sweetened by it the pain mitigated and a better digestion produced the cases i refer to now are in the manchester infirmary under the direction of my friend mr white whose skill as a surgeon and abilities as a writer are well known to the public two months have elapsed since these observations were written footnote sixteen and the same remedy during that period has been assiduously applied but without any further success the process of the cancers seems to be checked by the fixed air but it is to be feared that a cure will not be effected a palliative remedy however in a disease so desperate and loathsome may be considered as a very valuable acquisition perhaps nitrous air might be still more efficacious this species of factitious air is obtained from all the metals except zinc by means of the nitrous acid and dr priestley informs me that as a sweetener and antiseptic it far surpasses fixed air he put two mice into a quantity of it one just killed and the other offensively putrid after twenty-five days they were both perfectly sweet in the ulcerous sore throat much advantage has been experienced from the vapours of effervescing mixtures drawn into the fosses footnote seventeen but this remedy should not supersede the use of other antiseptic applications footnote eighteen a physician footnote nineteen who had a very painful aphthous ulcer at the point of his tongue found great relief when other remedies failed from the application of fixed air to the part affected he held his tongue over an effervescing mixture of potash and vinegar and as the pain was always mitigated and generally removed by this vaporization he repeated it whenever the anguish arising from the ulcer was more than usually severe he tried a combination of potash and oil of vitriol well diluted with water but this proved stimulant and increased his pain probably owing to some particles of the acid thrown upon the tongue by the violence of the effervescence for a paper stained with the juice of radishes when held at an equal distance over two vessels one containing potash and vinegar the one containing potash and vinegar the other the same alkali and spiritus vitrioli tenius was unchanged by the former but was spotted with red in various parts by the latter in malignant fevers wines abounding with fixed air may be administered to check the septic ferment and sweeten the pallid colluvies in the prime vie if the laxative quality of such liquors be thought an objection to the use of them wines of a greater age may be given impregnated with mephetic air by a simple but ingenious contrivance of my friend dr priestley footnote twenty the patient's common drink might also be medicated in the same way a putrid diarrhoea frequently occurs in the latter stage of such disorder and it is a most alarming and dangerous symptom if the discharge be stopped by astringents a putrid fomes is retained in the body which aggravates the delirium and increases the fever on the contrary 
if it be suffered to take its course the strength of the patient must soon be exhausted and death unavoidably ensue the injection of mephitic air into the intestines under these circumstances bids fair to be highly serviceable and a case of this deplorable kind has lately been communicated to me in which the vapour of chalk and oil of vitriol conveyed into the body by the machine employed for tobacco clysters quickly restrained the diarrhoea corrected the heat and fetor of the stools and in two days removed every symptom of danger footnote twenty one two similar instances of the salutary effects of mephitic air thus administered have occurred also in my own practice the history of which i shall briefly lay before the reader may we not presume that the same remedy would be equally useful in the dysentery the experiment is at least worthy of trial mr w aged forty-four years corpulent inactive with a short neck and addicted to habits of intemperance was attacked on the seventh of july seventeen seventy two with symptoms which seemed to threaten an apoplexy on the eighth a bilious looseness succeeded with a profuse hemorrhage from the nose on the ninth i was called to his assistance his countenance was bloated his eyes heavy his skin hot and his pulse hard full and oppressed the diarrhoea continued his stools were bilious and very offensive and he complained of gripping pains in his bowels he had lost before i saw him by the direction of mr hall a surgeon of eminence in manchester eight ounces of blood from the arm which was of a lax texture and he had taken a saline mixture every sixth hour the following draught was prescribed and a dose of rhubarb directed to be administered at night prescription one ounce water of cinnamon half ounce freshly squeezed lemon juice twelve grains saltpetre one dram syrup of lemon juice make a draught to be taken four hourly july eleven the diarrhoea was more moderate his gripping pains were abated and he had less stupor and dejection in his countenance pulse ninety not so hard or oppressed as his stools continued to be fetid the dose of rhubarb was repeated and instead of simple cinnamon water his draughts were prepared with an infusion of columbo root twelve the diarrhoea continued his stools were involuntary and he discharged in this way a quantity of black grumous and fetid blood pulse hard and quick skin hot tongue covered with a dark fur abdomen swelled great stupor ten grains of columbo root and fifteen of the gummy rubrum astringens were added to each draught fixed air under the form of clysters was injected every second or third hour and directions were given to supply the patient plentifully with water artificially impregnated with mephitic air a blister was also laid between his shoulders thirteen the diarrhoea continued with frequent discharges of blood but the stools had now lost their fetor pulse one twenty great flatulence in the bowels and fullness in the belly the clysters of fixed air always diminished the tension of the abdomen abated flatulence and made the patient more easy and composed for some time after their injection they were directed to be continued together with the medicated water the nitre was omitted and a scruple of confection damocratis was given every fourth hour in an infusion of columbo root fourteen the diarrhoea was now checked 
his other symptoms continued as before blisters were applied to the arms and a drachm and a half of the tinctura serpentarae was added to each draught fifteen his pulse was feeble quicker and more irregular he dozed much talked incoherently and laboured under a slight degree of dyspnea his urine which had hitherto assumed no remarkable appearance now became pale though he discharged wind very freely his belly was much swelled except for a short time after the injection of the air clysters the following draughts were then prescribed prescription eight grains mucilage of camphor and gum arabic one ounce infusion of calumba root two drams tincture of serpentary root one scruple confection of cardamom one dram syrup of orange peel make a draught to be taken four hourly directions were given to foment his feet frequently with vinegar and warm water sixteen he has had no stool since the fourteenth his abdomen is tense no change in the other symptoms the tincture serpentere was omitted in his draughts and an equal quantity of tincture of rhubarb substituted in its place in the evening he had a motion to stool of which he was for the first time so sensible as to give notice to his attendants but the discharge which was considerable and slightly offensive consisted almost entirely of blood both in a coagulated and in a liquid state his medicines were therefore varied as follows prescription one and a half ounces decoction of peruvian bark two drams tincture of bark of the same i used them one scruple confection of cardamom fifteen grains astringent red gum seven grains pulverized alum make a draught to be taken four hourly red port wine was now given more freely in his medicated water and his nourishment consisted of sago and salep in this state with very little variation he continued for several days at one time ostive and at another discharging small quantities of faeces mixed with grumous blood the air clysters were continued and the astringents omitted twenty his urine was now of an amber colour and deposited a slight sediment his pulse was more regular and although still very quick abated in number ten strokes in a minute his head was less confused and his sleep seemed to be refreshing no blood appeared in his stools which were frequent but small in quantity and his abdomen was less tense than usual he was extremely deaf but gave rational answers to the few questions which were proposed to him and said he felt no pain twenty one he passed a very restless night his delirium recurred his pulse beat one twenty five strokes in a minute his urine was of a deep amber colour when first voided but when cold assumed the appearance of cow's whey the abdomen was not very tense nor had he any further discharge of blood directions were given to shave his head and to wash it with a mixture of vinegar and brandy the quantity of wine in his drink was diminished and the frequent use of the petiluvium was enjoined the air clysters were discontinued as his stools were not offensive and his abdomen less distended twenty two his pulse was now small irregular and beat one hundred thirty strokes in a minute
the dyspnea was greatly increased his skin was hot and bedewed with a clammy moisture and every symptom seemed to indicate the approach of death in this state he continued till evening when he recruited a little the next day he had several slight convulsions his urine which was voided plentifully still put on the appearance of whey when cold cordial and antispasmodic draughts composed of camphor tincture of castor and aromatic volatile spirit were now directed and wine was liberally administered twenty four he arose from his bed and by the assistance of his attendants walked around the chamber soon after he was seized with a violent convulsion in which he expired to adduce a case which terminated fatally as a proof of the efficacy of any medicine recommended to the attention of the public may perhaps appear singular but cannot be deemed absurd when that remedy answered the purposes for which it was intended for in the instance before us fixed air was employed not with an expectation that it would cure the fever but to obviate the symptoms of putrefaction and to allay the uneasy irritation in the bowels the disease was too malignant the nervous system too violently affected and the strength of the patient too much exhausted by the discharges of blood which he suffered to afford hopes of recovery from the use of the most powerful antiseptics but in the succeeding case the event proved more fortunate elizabeth grundy aged seventeen was attacked on the tenth of december seventeen seventy two with the usual symptoms of a continued fever the common method of cure was pursued but the disease increased and soon assumed a putrid type on the twenty-third i found her in a constant delirium with a subsultus tendinum her skin was hot and dry her tongue black her thirst immoderate and her stools frequent extremely offensive and for the most part involuntary her pulse beat one thirty strokes in a minute she dozed much and was very deaf i directed wine to be administered freely a blister to be applied to her back the pedaluvium to be used several times in the day and mephitic air to be injected under the form of a clyster every two hours the next day her stools were less frequent had lost their feeder and were no longer discharged involuntarily her pulse was reduced to one ten strokes in the minute and her delirium was much abated directions were given to repeat the clysters and to supply the patient liberally with wine these means were assiduously pursued several days and the young woman was so recruited by the twenty-eighth that the injections were discontinued she was now quite rational and not averse to medicine a decoction of peruvian bark was therefore prescribed by the use of which she speedily recovered her health i might add a third history of a putrid disease in which the mephitic air is now under trial and which affords the strongest proof both of the antiseptic and of the tonic powers of this remedy but as the issue of the case remains yet undetermined though it is highly probable alas that it will be fatal i shall relate only a few particulars of it master d a boy of about twelve years of age endowed with an uncommon capacity and with the most amiable dispositions has laboured many months under a hectic fever the consequence of several tumours in different parts of his body two of these tumours were laid open by mr white 
and a large quantity of purulent matter was discharged from them. The wounds were very properly treated by this skilful surgeon, and every suitable remedy, which my best judgment could suggest, was assiduously administered. But the matter became sanious, of a brown color, and highly putrid. A diarrhea succeeded. The patient's stools were intolerably offensive, and voided without his knowledge. A black fur collected about his teeth. His tongue was covered with the apfay, and his breath was so fetid as scarcely to be endured. His strength was almost exhausted. A subsultus tendinum came on, and the final period of his sufferings seemed to be rapidly approaching. As a last, but almost hopeless effort, I advised the injection of clysters of mephitic air. These soon corrected the feeder of the patient's stools, restrained his diarrhea, and seemed to recruit his strength and spirits. Within the space of twenty-four hours his wounds assumed a more favourable appearance. The matter discharged from them became of a better colour and consistence, and was no longer so offensive to the smell. The use of this remedy has been continued several days, but is now laid aside. A large tumour is suddenly formed under the right ear, swallowing is rendered difficult and painful, and the patient refuses all food and medicine. Nourishing clysters are directed, but it is to be feared that these will renew the looseness, and that this amiable youth will quickly sink under his disorder. Footnote 22. The use of wort from its saccharine quality and the disposition to ferment has lately been proposed as a remedy for the sea scurvy. Water or other liquors already abounding with fixed air in a separate state should seem to be better adapted to this purpose, as they will more quickly correct the putrid disposition of the fluids, and at the same time, by their gentle stimulus, footnote 23, increase the powers of digestion, and give new strength to the whole system. Dr. Priestley, who suggested both the idea and the means of executing it, has, under the sanction of the College of Physicians, proposed the scheme to the lords of the admiralty who have ordered trial to be made of it on board some of his majesty's ships of war might it not however give additional efficacy to this remedy if instead of simple water the infusion of malt were to be employed i am persuaded such a medicinal drink might be prescribed also with great advantage of scrofulous complaints when not attended with a hectic fever and in other disorders in which a general acrimony prevails and the crasis of the blood is destroyed under such circumstances i have seen vibices which spread over the body disappear in a few days from the use of wort a gentleman who is subject to a scorbutic eruption in his face for which he has used a variety of remedies with no beneficial effect has lately applied the fumes of chalk and oil of vitriol to the parts affected. The operation occasions great itching and pricking in the skin, and some degree of drowsiness, but evidently abates the serious discharge and diminishes the eruption. This patient has several symptoms which indicate a genuine scorbutic diathesis, and it is probable that fixed air, taken internally, would be a useful medicine in this case. The saline draughts of Riverius are supposed to owe their anti-emetic effects to the air which is separated from the salt of wormwood during the act of effervescence. 
and the tonic powers of many mineral waters seem to depend on this principle i was lately desired to visit a lady who had most severe convulsive reachings various remedies had been administered without effect before i saw her she earnestly desired a draught of malt liquor and was indulged with half a pint of burton beer in brisk effervescence the vomiting ceased immediately and returned no more fermenting liquors it is well known abound with fixed air to this and to the cordial quality of the beer the favourable effect which it produced may justly be ascribed but i shall exceed my design by enlarging further on this subject what has been advanced it is hoped will suffice to excite the attention of physicians to a remedy which is capable of being applied to so many important medical purposes end of number three